0: You've heard of sticker shock when it comes to car prices, but have you ever been hit with sticker shock when it comes to bird prices? I'm talking about turkey. This Thanksgiving is going to look a little strange for some of us. Not strange or things strange, but lean and probably very clean. I've got some explaining to do. Let's get into it. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Ayana Explains It All, the podcast hosted by the Black Muslim lady, lawyer, single mama, born and raised in the hood, living in the suburbs, tending to my children and my garden, and this podcast. It is available on 12 different streaming platforms, including YouTube. You can also find me on all the social medias, TikTok, is Ayana Explains It All Pod. Instagram is Ayana Explains It All with an underscore in between every word. And my name is spelled A-Y-A-N-A. I am also on Twitter under my username of Law Girl, L-A-W-G-U-R-R-L. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Ayana Fakir. My last name is spelled F-A-K-H-I-R. And if you can remember that... (laughs) Then I look forward to hearing from you. It's so funny when I spell out my first name and my last name. People hear all of those consonants and the vowels and they get all jumbled up. And so when I say Ayana, they hear Anya, number one, or Anaya. And when I say Fakir and I say it's F-A-K-H-I-R, I I always have to say F as in Frank, but they'll still hear F-A-H-I-R, they'll completely miss the K. So it's F-A-K-H-I-R. There's a link in the podcast pages bio on Instagram and TikTok that'll take you to my link tree. And then you can find all of the different places that we are. And you can, you know, figure out whichever one is best for you. You can play it on your TV. You can play it in your car. You can play it while you're doing work. Although I wouldn't turn it up too loud because I do cuss. I cuss just a little bit. If you're new here, you should know. I cuss. (laughs) But also, I bring you news and information you should know, but sometimes you don't know because you don't use a search engine, and sometimes you just need people to break things down to you. Also, if you want to reach out to me at AyanaExplainsItAll at gmail.com, you are welcome to. I take questions. I take criticisms. Please like, rate, subscribe, review my podcast, Share it with your people. Spread the word. That Ayana Explains It All is the podcast hosted by the Black Muslim Lady Lawyer with an opinion on everything. And let them know, I am here for you. Unless I'm somewhere else, then I'm over there. So let's get into it. Uh man, I was going to do an elections wrap-up episode, but then I realized that I was tired of talking about this shit. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about the election. It's the midterms are on one day, but it's literally been every day since then that we've had to talk about it and hear about it. And um, Saturday night, we finally got the word that the Dems are going to hold the Senate. They're probably going to lose the House, but not by much. Blah, 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 blah. But when I told you guys that democracy was on the ballot, I wasn't lying. And slavery was on the ballot. And now it's gone. All the places that needed to get that language out of their constitutions, they removed it. The people voted to remove it. And the people who voted against removing the language, what is your end game? What are you thinking? You think they're not going to do it to you? I mean, well, if you don't commit a crime, you have nothing to worry about. You never know where you're going to be. You never know what situation life is going to have you in. So what else was on the ballot? Climate change? Certainly. Abortion rights. Absolutely. This election was a referendum on all of those things, but it was also a response to inflation. The rising cost of goods that we've seen in the United States since the pandemic started, since we had to do the shutdown in March 2020, I would say it started right around there for us. Inflation its big. People talking about it all the time worried about it, the rising cost of things. The issue with this is that people aren't thinking, of course, critically about why inflation is happening. And they're blaming directly the US government, particularly the president, when the president does not set the prices for the food. He doesn't set the price for the food, he doesn't set the price for cars, he doesn't set the price for houses. He doesn't set the price for these things that are going up in cost. He comes up with these policy ideas. He'll go to Congress and say, hey, I want the price of blue jeans, the price of gasoline, the price of this to go down. You all need to be doing something about this, lowering the taxes. We need to do something about this. He's ultimately the one who spearheads things. He's the one who signs the bills into law, but he doesn't make law. The president doesn't make law. He's not in your grocery store putting the little stickers, the little labels on the food, changing the prices to $1.50 from 50 cent. He's not doing that. He can get on TV and he can say, hey, lower those prices, bring things down so that Americans can afford to feed their families. And he says it all the time. President Biden says it all the time. But businesses have decided that because of supply chain issues from the pandemic, And also the rising cost of fuel, that's another thing, but also an increase in wages. Now they're going to take that increase in wages, that increase in fuel costs, the increase in supply, the the supply chain issues, how long it takes for them to receive a product, how, how much it costs for them to import the product. They're going to take all of those things and they pass them off to the consumer. They could eat all of that. But they won't. They'll just pass it off to you. And you know what? They know that you will pay it because you have been paying it. You're still going to buy the milk and the bread and the eggs and the cheese and the cereals and yogurt. You're still going to buy the keto waffles that I love. They're sugar free. Oh, my gosh, They're, so, they're sugar free. Oh You're still going to buy it. It could cost $6 a box. It doesn't cost $6 a box, but it could. And I'll probably still buy it. The thing is that at some point I will get tired of paying those high prices and I'll just say, fuck it. And I'll cut it out of my diet. There's, um, I put this on my Facebook, but I said the sparkling ice, you know, that um, sparkling water that's different flavors. And it was for the, for years, even when it was first introduced for years, it's been a dollar a bottle. You can get 10 for $10. You can get 8 for $8. I went to the grocery store a few days ago, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm really thirsty, and I like the sparkling, the sparkling water. I'm going to go get some. The sign's dollar $1.29. It has gone up 29 cents. Why? Why the price increase? It's been $1 for over 10 years, I would guess. Why the price increase? Is it harder to get sparkling water? No. You don't even need to import that. Is it harder to get put these little flavors in it? No. Did you have to pay the factory workers more? Maybe. But my suspicion is that managers of the stores who ultimately are the ones who set the prices Managers of the stores know that people will continue to buy these things. If, even if they raise the price $0.10, cents, $0.20, cents, $0.05, cents, people will still buy it. There's a certain acceptable amount of money that people will pay in increase for the goods that they like. And so they do it. That's, In my opinion, that's because they can. They do it because they can. Don't tell me that you, I have to pay more for this one product because gasoline costs more and you've decided to pay your workers $15 an hour versus $12 an hour or um, the particular parts that you need to make this toy run have been stuck on a pier somewhere or in China or Malaysia or whatever else And so by the time they get to you, you've decided, well, people have been waiting for this for a long time. We're just going to jack up the price a little bit, see how much they really want it. It's crazy. There's no reason that this had to jump from a dollar to a dollar 29. It's the same product. But according to the U.S. uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Consumer Price Index shows that everything, Everything, the cost of everything has gone up. And you're probably right now weighing what you're going to do for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is next week. Thanksgiving is next week. And I have been thinking about this for a few weeks now. I'm very like anxious about the turkey, the star of the show, the turkey lurkey, the turkey lurkey dude and i always i because you know you you want the turkey to be there you want the meat to be there because if there's no no meat if you're a meat eater there's no meat i mean the meal feels kind of flat right and so i agonize over this because i always have to have i set a certain amount of money in my budget for thanksgiving dinner it's usually me and my kids and a few other family members but lately because of the pandemic and just you know, different things we're doing with our lives. It's going to be me and my kids. I am a Thanksgiving lover. Mainly and exclusively because of the food. (laughs) That's the, that's all it is for me. The, the togetherness and the gratefulness and the thankfulness and all that. That's wonderful. I do that every day. I do that every day. I don't wait for Thanksgiving to show how grateful I am to show how thankful I am. I do it every day. So when Thanksgiving rolls around, it's just like, you know, business as usual for me, except I get to eat a lot of food that I wouldn't normally eat. I spoke in the last episode about what my my diet is like now, and a lot of the food that's on my Thanksgiving menu is probably going to have me looking like I'm about eight months pregnant at the end of the meal. But this is what I do. I will take one day and I'm just like, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna worry about anything, I'm not gonna worry about gluten-free, sugar-free, nothing, because my kids, my kids don't have, I don't make my kids suffer through my um, eating choices and habits, I don't make them eat what I eat, mostly because they're not gonna do it. <laughs> I have an 18 year old and a 14 year old and they're gonna look at me like I'm crazy, So I don't fight with them about food. I just don't do it. They eat what they eat and I eat what I eat. So I'm not going to make gluten-free this and sugar-free this and da-da-da. No, I'm just going to put all, I'm going to put all of the ingredients that um, cause me to have digestive issues. (laughs) I'm going to put it all in there. For this one day, and just hope for the best. Not really think about it. Hope for the best. Drink a lot of water drink plenty of water pray and just relax i just want to relax on this one particular day my budget for thanksgiving is small and the prices of everything has gone up the price for eggs i need eggs for cake and for pie and for macaroni and cheese i need cheese for macaroni and cheese obviously the cost of cheese has gone up i need dairy the cost of milk has gone up i need um uh, canned goods i need you know evaporated milk i make a delicious meat a bean pie evaporated milk goes into that beans go into that i make a pound cake a vanilla pound cake i need butter for that butter is so expensive oh my god oh lord if i can make my own butter do you know how much money i would save? <laughs> lord above butter is so fucking expensive and if you want the name brand, that Lando Lakes Butter, for a pound of butter, it's going to cost you about $6. When it's not on sale, it costs about $6 where I live at. $6 for a pound of butter? <laughs> oh, Lord, no. And I I, I don't care. I'll buy the store brand. I will. I will sacrifice. Even though that Lando Lakes just has something. There's something to it that just... Makes it, I don't know if it's creamier or whatever, but you can sometimes tell the difference. But when everything is on the plate and you're just shoveling it all, all in your mouth, you're not gonna really know. Oh, you didn't, you didn't use the Landolix butter this time around, Ayana. Nobody's gonna notice. So whatever, I'll use the store brand. But even the store brand, it's still like four dollars for a pound of butter, and sugar and i don't i don't cook with sugar at all anymore so i bu- buying sugar lately sugar is so expensive cane sugar so fucking expensive oh it's ridiculous flour is still kind of cheap but you know oils if you have to buy like i've switched to avocado oil but if you have to put like vegetable oil in something expensive the prices of everything have gone up so much that you're having to weigh if you need this or not, ultimately, a lot of people are just going to put the shit in their basket because you you do. If you cook all of your meals at home like I do, I cook all of my meals at home. I need all of these ingredients. I need the oils and the the butter and the, um, the spices. And I'm only saying this because I just, like a few days before I recorded, a few days ago, I went to buy the turkey and i was like while i'm at the store i'm also going to do a little bit of light picking up some of the ingredients that i need spices oh god where the fuck are you people getting these from india i know you're not like fucking christopher columbus getting on a fucking sailboat because the queen of spain wanted spices no you're not doing that but you would think that's what's going on here with the price of spices, okay? I need poultry seasoning, right? A little, you know, those McCormick, those little bottles with the red top, that was $7 and some change for poultry seasoning. If I go to, let's say, the, the, the stores that I shop at, everybody knows um, there's Aldi. But there's also Whole Foods, there's um, around here, there's Dave's Supermarket, there's Giant Eagle, and there's a store called Heinen's. It used to be that Giant Eagle was more economical than Heinen's. Heinen's, though, for me, is right down the street, so I would spend more time there. And if I had time, I would go to Giant Eagle. If I was a little bit more, you know, pressed for money, I'd go to Giant Eagle. The prices are the same now. Even at Dave's supermarket, which is in the hood, I think, okay, I'm going to go to the store where, you know, there are a lot of low-income shoppers, middle-class shoppers. The prices are going to be more reasonable. Fuck no. They're all the same now. All the same. All of them have high prices. There is nowhere to go to save money except for Aldi. You will save a lot of money shopping at Aldi. I have saved a lot of money shopping at Aldi. The problem with shopping at Aldi, though, is some of the things that I would buy for my kids that I would regularly buy at other grocery stores, Aldi doesn't have it. And so they were not eating it. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, I still got to go to this store and get the name brand stuff that they like. And I don't care if it comes from Aldi, if the oil or the butter or the cheese or whatever comes from it doesn't the, the whatever the the little. Um, I bought some ice cream bars or something one time. I, it doesn't bother me. It all tastes the same to me. The little snack stuff, fruit, you know, produce, it all tastes the same to me. But my kids, they swear up and down that they know the difference. They swear they know the difference, whatever. I don't like to shop at a bunch of different stores. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this in other episodes, but so I observe halal. I keep halal. In my house, halal is the halal means lawful in Arabic and in Islam, that means what is permissible. Right. It means permissible. And um, so halal meat is per, what you're permitted to eat. And halal for Muslims includes kosher. We can have kosher meat. Right. Because Jewish people observe some of the same rituals in the killing and processing of their meats so if you don't want to do kosher either you do zabiha halal that's like strict strict straight from the muslim halal butcher nothing else nothing no kosher nothing no you know i i couldn't find a halal meat source so i but got these chicken wings from giant eagle none of it so Halal meat prices are fucking ridiculous in Northeast Ohio. They are so, like, it was a time during the uh, pandemic where I was literally like, I cannot afford to buy meat. The red meat, is, the prices are still high on the red meat. It's $5 a pound and some change. And chicken was very inexpensive. So I was buying mostly chicken for a while the price of chicken has gone up and I don't know why they're getting the meat from the same place. Why are these prices going up? Why are they more expensive? I know for a while, the places that were processing the red meat, like the cow and the lamb, they had issues getting people to work. People were sick with COVID. The factories were shut down, et cetera, et cetera. So, They had to find other suppliers. Great. Things have returned to whatever normal is going to be now, our new normal. Why are these prices still so fucking high? The prices should be coming down, but they are not. They continue to increase. And I was looking at the consumer price index and it has gone up, 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 up. It's been, you know, point 0.1%, 04 percent, point, I think in maybe July or August it was it didn't go up, but then it went up 0.4% and it's gone up 0.1% and it just keeps rising and rising and rising and rising. But for people like me who eat halal, listen, I almost became a vegetarian. Almost. I usually will go to giant eagle and get a kosher turkey. For Thanksgiving I do the kosher yeah I go to the freezer they had four kosher turkeys and they were 75 dollars each it was five dollars it was yeah five dollars and some change per pound and they were 14 15 pounds so it was like 74 75 dollars and I said I know you fucking lying Ain't no, I said that right in the (laughs) store. Thank God I was in the aisle by my (laughs) sin. Ain't no fucking way. No, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. nope. But then I remembered that my friend Trader Joe's also sells kosher turkeys. And some Heinen stores do. There's a Heinen store that is in a Jewish neighborhood and they usually have kosher turkeys. But again, the prices are ridiculous. It's not just that I want the turkey that you know I can eat. I don't want to have to pay an arm and a leg for a turkey. I have never had to do this, and I'm I'm the one who's always in charge of, of cooking the turkey. It, I mean, turkey's about to get priced out, honey. They they about to be outside of my budget. <laughs> Halal turkeys, at least where I live, these things are small and expensive. So that was off the table. And I looked, I looked, I don't like small turkeys. I like big turkeys because I have teenagers, but I also like to use that to make other things when Thanksgiving is over. I like turkey pot pie. I love turkey salad. You know, I'll take some pieces of shredded turkey and I'll put it on top of lettuce and you know with cheese and all the other fixes and have a salad with turkey on top or you know the turkey salad like chicken salad or tuna salad I like to do that I like to have leftovers that I can use to make other things not because I'm tired and I don't want to cook I mean that is also true but (laughs) but I don't want to spend most of my budget on the bird especially when I know People feel like it's not really Thanksgiving if you don't have the turkey and all the sides. You know, my sides are usually, I hate cranberry sauce, so no, I ain't putting that shit anywhere near me. Uh, Dressing, mashed potatoes, gravy, obviously it's not really a side, but, and the cakes and the pies and mac and cheese something else got to have the bread rolls and you got to have there's something else I'm missing got to have green beans or collard greens you know got to have some vegetables to balance all that carbs and fat out and I don't want to spend most of my budget on a turkey so I went to Trader Joe's and Trader Joe's has kosher turkeys they also have if you are um if you are concerned they have organic fed turkeys they have vegetarian fed turkeys no animal byproducts used and in, in feeding these turkeys and then they have the regular ones but they brine them you know I love that they're already brined and the price was right I got a turkey for 45 dollars 30 dollars less than what I would have paid elsewhere and I looked online too I looked online at the halal places for Turkey and even that was expensive. Like I'm not paying $75. And you know what, what, what else you all should not be fucking charging people $75 because they have to eat halal or kosher. That is fucking embarrassing. That's, that's abominable. Don't do that to us. Don't do that to us. As a matter of fact, we should not have to pay more than what non-muslims and non-jewish people are paying we shouldn't have to but we do if you go to the kosher food section of a grocery store like giant eagle has the kosher food section and heinen's has it too the most prices oh my god you would think you would think that this food was like sent down from the mountains with the stone tablets with Moses and it's been sitting somewhere fermenting waiting for the right time to be uh, unearthed from the crypt and put on the shelves and no it's just regular shit it just happens to be kosher and this halal stuff it's just regular shit it just happens to be halal but we're paying more so that is one of my dilemmas the turkey the turkey is just one of my dilemmas And I know I've talked in the past about holidays that Muslims don't get into. Valentine's Day being one of them. But Valentine's Day, we don't celebrate because it has its origins in religion. It has nothing to do with Islam. It has its origins in religion. And when Muslims look at celebrating holidays, we always have to look at how did they start? Why is this what it is? And people think of Thanksgiving, like when I was growing up, I was born in 1978. And the story we were told about Thanksgiving was the, as I like to call it, big myth of Thanksgiving. We were told, we were taught year after year that Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving, was when the pilgrims from England, they were first in the, in the New World, in, the, in North America, came together. With the Native American tribes, and they broke bread, and they had this big dinner, and everybody was happy, and the pilgrims had on their little pilgrim outfits, and the native uh the indigenous people had on their hair, their headdresses, and and, you know, they had their faces painted, and everybody was happy, and everything was great, and nothing could be further from the fucking truth. It's a myth. But how Thanksgiving came to be. An American holiday is only slightly a part of that. I mean, Thanksgiving was something that people did. The pilgrims, this was something that they did after they fasted. They would have a big feast to show, to you know, they're thankful to God. They're thankful to God for the food, Just share what they're thankful for. And they didn't invite the Native Americans. They didn't invite them. And and that's because sometimes these feasts happened after they had actually slaughtered Native Americans. So they weren't inviting the, these people, the Native Americans, the one big one, the one people think about, according to David Silverman, in an interview with Smithsonian Magazine, he says people had been in the Americas for at least 12,000 years and according to some native traditions since the beginning of time. And having history start with the English is a way of dismissing all of that. The second is that the arrival of the Mayflower is some kind of first contact episode. It's not. Wampanoags had a century of contact with Europeans. It was bloody and it involved slave raiding by Europeans, at least two and maybe more Wampanoags, when the pilgrims arrived, spoke English, had already been to Europe and back, and knew the very organizers of the pilgrims' venture. Using a shared dinner as a symbol for colonialism really has it backward. No question about it, the Wampanoag leader reached out to the English at Plymouth and wanted an alliance with them. But it's not because he, wa- he was innately friendly. It was because his people had been decimated by an epidemic disease and the leader sees the English as an opportunity to fend off his tribal rebels. That's not the stuff of Thanksgiving pageants. The Thanksgiving myth doesn't address the deterioration of this relationship, culminating in one of the the most horrific colonial Indian wars on record, King Philip's War and also doesn't address Wampanoag's survival and, and adaptation over the centuries, which is why they're still here despite the odds. There's this tendency to see the English as the devils in all of this. And he says, he goes, on, he, he goes on to say, I don't think there's any question they're in the wrong, but it doesn't let them off the hook to say that Native people wouldn't take it anymore. And regardless of that, The evidence shows that Native people had reached their limit and recognized that if they didn't rise up immediately, they were going to become landless subordinates to English authority. And there are many stories of the origin of Thanksgiving, but Mr. Silverman lays it out pretty plainly that this isn't, you know, the English just came And the natives were accommodating and they had this big ass dinner where everybody was happy and loving and sharing and caring. And then somehow it just all fell apart. No, the natives had already had already been dealing with Europeans. They had been to Europe. Some spoke English. They were involved in tribal warfare. They were being decimated by the, by Europeans already. And so when the pilgrims came, It was just another source of strife for them. So the idea that they went in and had this big ass dinner is a myth. It's a myth. Now we know that. And there are many stories of the origin of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving became something that was celebrated by individual states. And in 1863, Abraham Lincoln declared the last Thursday in November as a day of Thanksgiving. And then it went through various dates, moved from the last Thursday to the second to last Thursday until Congress was like, we've had enough. You know, it was just years of presidents moving it and moving it back. And Congress said, we've had enough. And the last Thursday in November will be the official Thanksgiving holiday. That's it. And, you know, it's it's not necessarily true that all Native Americans are against Thanksgiving some see it as a national day of mourning, and they are entitled to. They, are, they have absolutely every right to see it that way. It's the same with Columbus Day. It's not something that, in my opinion, anybody should mark. I know the origins of it, but Christopher Columbus was a piece of shit. He was a murdering, enslaving piece of shit who should not have any kind of holiday. He should not be remembered fondly but so that people are now converting that to an Indigenous Peoples Day. And Thanksgiving, for some, is a national day of mourning for the massacre of Native people. But others, and I have read this, so I'm not speaking out of my ass, they, have, they view it as a time to focus on togetherness, generosity, and gratitude. And that's fine, too. Thanksgiving is, for you, whatever it means for you. It doesn't have any origins in religion. It was something that the settlers did after they fasted or after they killed a bunch of people. And it just became something that their people through the centuries just kept celebrating and celebrating and celebrating. And finally, throughout the states, everybody was doing this thing, obviously, because of all of the settlers doing it. And the president was like, "Okay, let's do this. Let's just have a national Thanksgiving holiday. And so Thanksgiving for a lot of us, means to gather with family. You're celebrating. I mean, it's almost at the end of the year and you're celebrating still being here. You're celebrating all of the blessings. You know, you're celebrating having your people with you or if you're missing people, you're remembering them on that day. But you don't have to fucking celebrate Thanksgiving. You don't. You absolutely do not have. I mean, you, if you get the day off, that's fantastic. You ain't got to do this shit. And there's all this pressure from everywhere to have this big ass dinner or be a part of this dinner. And if you don't do it, what's, there's something wrong with you. And if you haven't, you know, you don't have anybody to celebrate Thanksgiving with, then you should be sad and depressed. And what's wrong with you? You don't have to do any of this shit. And if you do, good for you. But I'm past the point where we're pressuring people to go all out for things that they don't really want to do. They can't afford to do. They've lost the spirit for it. They, you know, they don't have any family members left. They don't, they just don't want to do it. A lot of people just don't want to fucking be bothered. And that is okay. And we need to understand that that is okay. And also, some people don't want to eat turkey. (laughs) Some people don't like turkey. Some people are vegetarians or vegans. They want to have something else. I mean, these whole, these traditions are having to be reshaped, and I am all for it. I am all for reshaping these holidays and these traditions to make them your own and stop being pressured by people who are dead, long dead, to do things a certain way. Abraham Lincoln don't give a fuck if you don't have turkey on Thanksgiving. He don't give a fuck if you don't celebrate it. Why? He's dead. (laughs) You think the president, President Biden cares if you celebrate? I mean, he's going to do his turkey pardoning. He's going to pick out his turkey, he's going to have a big dinner and then he's going to dress the nation. But if you don't want to be bothered, I mean, don't. (laughs) And you don't need an excuse. You don't need a reason. If you don't want to be bothered, you just don't fucking want to be bothered. But if you do want to be bothered, understand that you're either cooking or you're bringing something to the party, okay? Don't show up at people's houses with nothing. Even if they tell you to bring nothing, bring at least some sparkling cider or, you know, some rolls. People love that Hawaiian uh, bread, the Hawaiian roll bread or whatever. I haven't had bread in so long. Please forgive me. I'm thinking about that Hawaiian roll. That stuff is so, cool. so yeah, bring that or bring, you know, a card game that people can play while they're waiting for the food to finish or afterwards when everybody's just kind of sitting around. Leave your bad attitude. Don't talk about politics for the love of God. Do not talk about politics or religion. Talk about yourself. Talk about what you've been up to. Talk about what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for. But if you don't want to do any of that, again, don't do it. And people will be like, come on, live a little bit. Don't be a party pooper. Hey, 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 hey. No, 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 no. I think we all now have, are learning, some of us are learning to have empathy for others. And holidays for a lot of people because they've lost loved ones, especially during the COVID pandemic, people lost Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 family members. If they don't want to do this, don't pressure them to do it. Don't tell them to do it. And if you have religious or moral objections, hey, that's fine, too. There are a lot of Muslims who will not, even though they are American, will not celebrate Thanksgiving. And they'll, you know, give the side eye to those of us who do. That's fine. You know what I say about side eye. It could become a crooked eye, too. (laughs) But mostly, I don't care what other people think. (laughs) I know the origins of this holiday, and I'm American. It's an American tradition, so I'm going to participate. Islam doesn't demand that we as Muslims relinquish our cultural traditions that come from our nation of origin or if we belong to a particular tribe. It doesn't say let all of that go and just be Muslim. No, you still get to be, you get to be Muslim and still participate in these things. Now, things that don't um, jive with the religion, obviously, you, you don't want to be a part of that. But thankfulness, gratefulness, and eating a lot of food, hey, that's something Muslims are really good at. <laughs> we are really good. And you know I've had I have my issues with the other American holidays such as uh, the Fourth of July fuck the Fourth of July, fuck Columbus Day like I said, but this I just love to eat number one. I love to eat. Obviously, I spoke last week about how I have a weight problem and I'm working on it. I'm starting to look good though with lifting my weights and everything. Yeah, got a little you know definition. But one day off where all I have to do is just eat, but I also have to cook, of course. I'm going to do it. And then for the rest of the year, I'm not going to eat anymore. I'm not going to eat this shit. This is like the only time I get to have all of the good things, gravy, bread, and mashed potatoes, and butter, and butter, butter on top of butter, butter under butter. And I'm going to do it. I really, it's just all about the food for me. I know being with my kids, my son inshallah is going to come home from college and my daughter, it's going to be so wonderful. They love it. My daughter especially, she loves it. That's going to be great, but I'm here for the food. <laughs> you should be you should be happy. You should you should feel the joy, feel the love. Maybe you got something going on? A lot of people have things going on. Like I said before with the the money issues, the budget issues, a lot of us are Feeling the, we're being pinched like all of our little extra dollars are going towards food so much so much and the price of food is so high that actually I saw this and I was like you know what you're right Um, many of us are facing these financial challenges and that makes like I said before having a large bird or a large feast or a, a, a dinner at all, impossible. And inflation is currently at 7.7%, and the prices on goods have risen. Um, uh, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, they rose over 10.9% in the last year. So the last 12 months, they've gone up 10.9%. And the food group index rose through, through October. That includes meats, poultry, fish, eggs, they rose over 0.6%, broke bakery products rose 0.8%, non-alcoholic beverages rose 0.5%. It now costs more. Listen, it now costs more to eat at home than away from home. Yes. S- though both have gone up, the price of both have gone up, it cost less to eat out to eat away from home than it does to eat in your home. What am I doing? I'm doing this wrong. I should be eating out, right? If there was a place that had all of the healthy stuff that I like to eat, like the gluten-free, sugar-free things, I would absolutely not be sitting at home eating. (laughs) But there are no places like that. We have Wendy's and McDonald's and Taco Bell and Dunkin' Donuts, Burger King, there's a a Cane's Chicken Shack or whatever the hell opening up. There's a Popeye's. There's a Chick-fil-A. There's Chipotle. There's, um what's that other one? What's that other one? I can't even think of what it's called. But that's what we have. We have Starbucks. We have all of these places where the menu is literally starting at 20 grams of fat. (laughs) Already you're at 20 grams and all you have is like a hash brown. So if you're eating out, you're saving money. You're absolutely saving money. And so what does that mean? Maybe this Thanksgiving, you're not cooking at home. You're not eating at home. You're going to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. And there are restaurants that are open and serving food that day. You might have to make reservations. But it is cheaper to save your kitchen, to save your stove, to save your oven, and just take your family out for Thanksgiving for the first time in years. I can't even believe I'm saying this. Maybe you don't even want to cook. <laughs> Maybe you want to you come home to no dishes, and you've spent... You haven't spent as much as you would have spent on a whole dinner with all the the fixings and and your good china and all that. You've gone out and you've had dinner and you can come home and just go to bed. So when I said this Thanksgiving might be clean for a lot of us, that is exactly what the fuck I meant. Because if you're going out, you ain't got to bust a nothing. You ain't got to break out a sponge. You don't have to clean like the hardened cheese on the cheese grid. (laughs) You don't have to have the smell of food in your house for three days. You don't have, you know, and of course, you probably won't have leftovers, which is one of the joys of having a Thanksgiving is having the leftovers that people seem to eat for some reason way too long. One day for me is max. That's it. After one day, that shit got to go. But when you eat out, you don't have that. Unless you bring some things home with you. But again, one day, Max, throw it out. But yeah, you don't have to cook. You don't have to cook on Thanksgiving. Mm-mm. Find some place, a barbecue joint. You want to get some Indian food? You want to get uh, some Korean? Uh, Whatever. You want to go to Red Lobster? For Thanksgiving, you are going to save money. I personally would not do that because I like to be in control of what ingredients are in my food. And as, like I said, I observe halal and I'll have kosher. And I mean, you can't really find that out there. can't find halal turkey or kosher turkey out in them streets, in them restaurant streets. So that's not an option for me. But if you are feeling, feeling it, find a place to go, have your Thanksgiving dinner with your family, and call it a night. And I wouldn't even, I, I certainly wouldn't blame you. And if people talk, mess about you, tell them, hey, guess what? I just saved a bunch of money <laughs> by not cooking this shit myself. <laughs> I mean, the statistics are on your side, honey. They really are. The USDA forecasts that whole turkeys were to be 23% more expensive this year than last year. And the reasons are, was there was an outbreak of avian flu, which lowered turkey production. And a lot of stores have decided that if they want people to buy these turkeys, that they have to lower the price. So you will see turkeys, uh, stores incentivizing buying turkeys by offering you something free to go with it or just making it reasonably priced because they know this. They know the price of turkey has gone up and that people might just skip having a turkey altogether. And so they're gonna make it as friendly for you as possible. I remember last year I was cooking so much. I mean, I made, I made so much food and I had been cooking for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And hours. And the next day I had a tingling feeling in my uh, ring finger on my right hand. I had developed, I had developed a mild CTS, carpal tunnel syndrome, or is that the cubital or whatever, whatever um, nerve that comes from the elbow goes to the ring finger. I developed a, a, a nerve problem from all of the cooking that I was doing. (laughs) So you would think I wouldn't want to do it again this year because Thanksgiving last year literally broke me. It broke me. But I still love it. I still do it. I want to have this time with my kids. I I take pride in cooking and doing these uh, feasts for my family. And people will ask me, well, you know, you're Muslim. You don't have to have Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Thursday. You could have it on some other day and it wouldn't be, thanksgiving and i to them i say well i don't have those days off from work (laughs) i don't have other days off i have thanksgiving day off and frankly i want to do this and get it over with because i i don't want to and frankly i want to do this and get it over with if you want to have yours on saturday that's your business if you want to have it on wednesday before Again, that is your business. I am doing this on Thursday, the day that I have off. And that's the end of it. That is the end of it. But don't take what I do and be like, well, she does this. So why can't other Muslims do it? Why are you guys doing it like this? Don't, don't do that. Because you'll see Muslims celebrating, you know, Halloween and shit and going trick-or-treating and dressing up. And then you'll come to me and be like, well, I saw my neighbors uh, had their, their Muslim and they had their kids. No. Eh. Everyone experiences their religion differently. All of us, our path is different. We're all doing our thing. We're all doing something different. We all have our traditions and our holidays. I mean, for some, back to school time is a big celebration, a big holiday. You certainly spend a lot of money on it. You're probably still paying that shit off. So you have a lot of holidays, uh, birthdays and anniversaries and things that are digging into your pocket. Don't break the bank on these days. Don't do it. Do what you can. And if you can't do anything, you know, mashallah, it is what it is. Don't put yourself out to please others. Don't put the burden on yourself to please others, to make other people happy. Make sure that you are happy first. Make sure that you are satisfied with what you're doing first. Make sure that it aligns with who you are and what your values are. And that's it. That's all you got to do, honey. And I hope you have the best Thanksgiving or not Thanksgiving this year. And I hope that it's filled with warmth and love and cooties and all that good stuff. And that you at least get to have some food that you enjoy on that day or the next day or the day before. You know, do what you like. And this has been Ayana Explains It All, brought to you by Facts, Figures, and Enlightenment. Take care.